Hey, good morning, everyone. Happy Friday, TGIF. Thanks for clicking on this week's episode of the Deer Gear Podcast. This is going to be episode number one, where I, Cameron Durr, your host, take you through my transition of becoming a mobile hunter, and I kind of take you through the system that I'm running, my saddle, my sticks, my platform, all of the above. If there's anything you want to see specifically on this podcast, please let me know. But for now, let's get right into it. All right, here we go. Welcome everyone to the Deer Gear Podcast. This will be episode number one of this journey. I will be your host, Cameron Durr. If you aren't familiar with me, I'm the creative director for Exodus Trail Cameras. I'm also Exodus's gear guy. So I'm guessing if you are clicking on this podcast, you're a lot like me. I'm always intrigued by the new gear or the new hunting styles, and I'm just obsessed with making my setup, my hunting setup, as efficient as possible. If I had to to describe my hunting style or my gear style, I strive to be as minimal and as efficient as possible. Keyword on efficient there. A lot of times being uh, minimal doesn't really allow for efficiency, so I do sacrifice some minimalist things at times to be more efficient. I'm an early adapter. I like to try new things quick. If I see something that might work, I'll try it out, and I'm not much of a skeptic when it comes to uh, new mobile hunting gear. And I live by work smart, not hard. Now, that's not to mean that I'm lazy by any means. I'm just really calculated, and everything everything that I do, I want it to be efficient because that's such a high priority as a hunter, time's limited, and... Quiet, being quiet and efficient and just super high priority when you're when you're chasing down deer. So for today's episode, I want to take you through the transition that I went through as a bow hunter going from my first season hunting a bunch of set stands or using a climber to now I hunt uh, primarily from a tree saddle or I hunt from the ground a lot too. So I want to take you through that transition and then at the end of this or once I get through that I'll go through my saddle setup and kind of tell you what I'm using why I'm using it and how I use it so I guess let's just jump into kind of my bow hunting career in a way and go through the transition and the steps of how I became a pretty efficient mobile hunter so I started off bow hunting five years ago, so this transition happened fairly quickly. I grew up hunting the great state of Pennsylvania. Shout out to all my PA guys. Hunted with my old man, my uncle, and their friend Jerry. They're all pretty much old school guys, you know, hunting preset stands, using climbers. If if there's a ladder stand we can get in a tree, we're going to do it that way. My uncle had more of a mobile hunting setup, but I hunted with my dad and Jerry mostly. Now, not to say these guys aren't killing deer, they're doing it, but they've had 50 plus years on this property and they kind of have it figured out. So hunting those pre-hung stand locations was efficient for them. But for me, starting out learning, I kind of found myself, cutting myself a little short. 
I was hunting those preset stands, and I'd always be a little bit outside the game. I mean, great rifle stand locations, but not the best place to kill a deer with a bow. So I'd grab that hellacious climber and try getting closer to where I needed to be. And I would get to the tree, you know, you have to be at the right level. The climber I was using was a Summit Summit Viper, I think. And, I mean, I guess in terms of climbers, it was fairly light, but it was heavy, and it was just big and bulky. And I'd try to set that thing up the tree, and I'd be climbing up, making a ton of noise. And, man, I just hated it. I hated it. made me hate hunting. I'd, I'd grab that climber, and... I would find myself just hunting a lot closer to the road, a lot further away from where I needed to be because I was using that heavy, stupid climber. 25 pounds, you know, you have to take it in, take it out. And I just, yeah, it just had a terrible impact on how I was hunting. So, you know, okay, what's the next step? I knew something needed to change. I needed a better setup. So I went all through that year. And I killed a doe out of a ladder stand, and I was just, the whole time I was planning, okay, like, what's what's next? What What's the next step I need to take? And I talked to Dan Bayes, actually. He had a product at the time called the Hang-On Helper, and it was supposed to make hanging hang-on tree stands a lot easier and a lot safer, and it did. So I grabbed myself a couple hang-on stands, some climbing sticks, and I started. I would still do some preset stands, and with that hang-on helper, it was really easy, but I wanted to have like a quote-unquote hang-and-bang set too. So I got one of those 14-pound hawk stands that was at the time pretty light, and I had a really cheap set of field and stream sticks that I'd carry in and out, and hanging that stand was just an absolute nightmare. I'm not going to put it, to put it frankly, that it was just a nightmare. I'm not the strongest dude in the woods, and I'm honestly not the fondest of heights. So for me, this system was just extremely inefficient. I would get extremely sweaty, extremely frustrated, and it just didn't allow me to capitalize on that first sit. Everyone knows, like, the first sit of the year in that stand or in that location is always going to be the best. So when you're going in there making a bunch of noise hanging that first set, you're just... Right off the bat, you're taking the top right off that. So I just, yeah, never really found any success after the first couple of sits in that area. So I knew, like, okay, you have to get better. Something has to change along the lines. I did adapt that style, and I kept changing that hang-on set, and I got lighter sticks. I went with the Hawk Helium sticks and that Hawk Helium tree stand, and it was a little bit better, and I did kill a deer out of that. I killed my first buck with a bow out of that setup, but that was a set that I hung the night before and then went in and hunted the next day. I didn't have a true mobile set. So fast forward a couple seasons with that setup. It started to work. I found myself hunting out of a ground blind more because I just didn't want to deal with setting the tree stand up, and then I got an internship with Exodus Trail Cameras. When I started... When I started hunting with Exodus or started filming with Exodus, Chad was just kind of going through his adaption into saddle hunting. He had gotten a few saddles from Tethered. We had some Tethered Manus saddles in the office. Jake didn't want his, so I was like, sure, I'll try it out. You know, I'm, I'm like I said, I'm an early adapter. I, I wanted to, I knew it would be lighter and more efficient. So I was like, hell yeah, I'll, I'll give it a try. So that first year, 
I hunted out of a saddle and, um, I was already adapting kind of the ground hunting situation. I'm watching the hunting public a lot and I'm like, man, that's so much easier than carrying a stand in. And it seems like you can get that first sit luck or maybe not luck, but you, you'll get that first sit action because it's your first time in an area and you're not making any noise setting up a stand. You're just sitting on the ground. Now you're limited with your sight. You're limited with a couple shot opportunities. I talked to Dan Infault in camp last week, and he was talking about how your scent carries different when you're up in the air. So there's a couple things that I wanted to wanted to get with. I wanted the advantages of being up in the air. So I get into saddle hunting, and I'm running the tethered manis saddle again with. Or this time I was running XOP sticks. I was running the XOP staggered step sticks, and man, were those things like really cool the way they locked together, but holy heavy. So I ran those for a year, and I mean, I liked the system, but I needed to get a little bit better, and I needed to get a little bit lighter. Again, this is a, it's a transition over five years, and I, I sat in, I knew I, I knew I was getting into the saddle hunting, right, and I was telling my uncle about it and I was saying how he already had that kind of mobile hunter set up and I told him about saddle hunting and he was like, well, I'm going to try some of these out, you know? So he ended up doing a bunch of research and he landed on the cruiser XC saddle. I was like, I want to give it a shot. You know, what's the difference? What, how can saddles be any different? So I sat in that cruiser and brought it into the office and Chad and I tried it out and like instantly we both were like, we need these. So we then switched to running the Cruiser XC saddle, which is a pleated style saddle, and it, it offers a little bit more adjustability. It had a adjustable amp steel bridge, and at the time, the tether that we were running, the Manus, did not have that, so that was a really big advantage. It just offered a little bit more customability in terms of comfort, and it was still really light and still really efficient. So... That kind of led, that was all last year. I ran that Cruiser XC saddle, had some luck out of it, killed a buck, shot a few does. It was a good season. And this year, I was planning on running that saddle again, the Cruiser XC, super comfortable. And last year when we were filming a Whitetail Cribs episode with John Eberhardt, he was talking about all the advantages of a two-panel saddle system. And that really uh, caught my eye. And Latitude Outdoors has a really nice two-panel saddle. So I reached out to those guys and expressed some interest. And Alex over there, I got to talk to him. Thank you, Alex. He sent me a complete setup and is like, try this out, man. I'd love for you to run it. And I adapted that two-panel saddle system this year. And I, I mean, we're only a month into the, the my hunting season. I started hunting in North Dakota. And my first sit in the Latitude, I shot my biggest buck to date in North Dakota, not to say that the saddle is the reason why I killed that buck, but it's really comfortable and it's, it's just a really good, really great saddle and saddle hunting in general is just really, it's efficient, man. It's, it's light. You wear it in. All you have to do is carry your bow and your sticks in. And the system that I have kind of fine tuned is it's really great. I love it. So I guess with that being said, let's kind of get into some of the gear that I'm running, why I'm running that gear, and kind of how I how I use it, and then I'll kind of tie in my entire setup 
And if this is something that you guys need some visuals on, we do have some videos on Exodus's YouTube channel. But if there's anything specific you want to see, just shoot me a line on Instagram or something and I'll see what I can put together. So anyway, I am obviously 100% mobile now. I hunt either off the ground or out of the saddle. Tree stands are just not for me. Even the lightest on the chat has a hunting bee stand. And I'm just, I'm not, a, I'm not a tree stand guy. I just really prefer the saddle. So with that said, I kind of touched on this. I'm currently running the Latitude Outdoors Method 2 saddle. Again, this is a two paddle, two panel saddle system. So there's two pieces of fabric that kind of adjust any way you want them. You can wear it as a single panel. You don't have to take the two panels apart. They're kept together, held together by these really strong magnets. So when you're walking in, it's almost like it's not even there. It really minimizes your footprint. The Everything on this saddle is so well thought out. So I'll go over some of the features. It has the quick connect panel system, which is the magnets. What's really great about it too is it's metal free construction. So there's no like belt clips. There's nothing to make noise. It just use, uses an Oplux rope as your belt. And you can tighten that thing down and it makes no, no noise at all. It reduces your weight. It's deadly silent. It has a, that belt is free floating so it can adjust all the way around your body for extra comfort. And it has removable leg straps, which is really cool. Walking in with those leg straps done is kind of a pain. They bunch up, they get in your way, get caught on things. So does the bridge and your belt loop. So you can really tie that stuff down because the bridge is adjustable. You can tighten those all the way up. Is not tuck all the, the tag ends in your pockets and there's nothing to get caught on anything. So I guess to compare the three that I ran, the Manus is a single panel saddle. The Cruiser is a pleated style saddle. And now this Latitude's a two panel saddle. So the Manus, I mean, it's a great uh, beginner to saddle hunting option. When I was running that saddle, I was like, oh, this is pretty comfortable. You know, it's not too bad. And then I ran the cruiser, and I was like, man, the Manus, it's like, it's not comfortable. Like, you, you thought it thought it was, and it is a comfortable option for you if you are just transitioning into saddle hunting. But the Cruiser XC is like the lazy boy of saddle hunting, and it's a really great option. Now, the pleated design versus... The two-panel design, they both offer some type of adjustment. The pleat offers some type of adjustment, but it's it's limited. Now, I did like the fact that there wasn't a whole lot for me to play around with. You know, I could just open the pleat or close the pleat, and that was, that was the only two options. Now, walking in, it did bulk up a little bit more than the uh, latitude. The latitude kind of collapsing into one makes it a little bit less bulky. Your footprint is just... Um, really limited. So compare, comparing the XC and the Latitude Method 2, they're both great saddles. And if I didn't have the Latitude 2, I would be great in the Cruiser XC. I loved it. But the, the Latitude really allows me to adjust to the tree that I'm in. If it's a tree that I need to sit in more, 
I can be more comfortable. If it's a tree that I need to lean in more, I can be more comfortable. So it just offers like the ultimate adjustability. The bridge loops are adjustable. The bridge is adjustable. It's quiet. It's light. It weighs like 28 ounces. Yeah, it's just a great, it's a great saddle. And I'm going to run that saddle for the uh, foreseeable future. On that saddle, I run two dump pouches. One I keep my lineman's belt in, and that's all I keep in it. It's always on the left side, so that's always easily hand easily handled. On the right side, I keep my Doyle's gear hoist in the bottom of that, and I cut a hole in the bottom, and the, the string comes out, and I can pull my bow up and down with that and I'll get into that gear hoist and why I use it a little bit later. I just want to go over these dump pouch setups and then on top of that gear hoist I'll keep my tether. So I'm only taking my ropes and my bow hoist in my dump pouches because I am carrying a pack as well. As far as the tether I'm running Sterling Sterling Oplux with a Kong Duck Ascender and Compared to the 11 millimeter ropes, there's just like, it's a no-brainer. Now, the, the Sterling Oplux is, or Oplux, or Oplux, however you pronounce it, it is a little bit more expensive, but man, it's light, and it's minimalist, it packs into nothing, and it's strong as hell. So, I'm running that on my tether, and then I have an 8 millimeter rope as well on my lineman's belt that is still from cruiser i'm not entirely sure what that's made out of i guess i can pull up the website real quick as we're talking through this and i will let you know what kind of material that is but that also has the kong duck ascender on it man i'm a huge proponent for the senders the mechanical ascenders chad's a big uh, knot guy and i just I like the one hand adjustability. I know you can have the tender on it and you can you can make the Prusik knot one handed, but it's just so much easier for me to not have to worry about that. I just grab the rope, move it up or down. And so that black rope, I have it pulled up here, is Kern Mantle Rope from Tufelberger. <laughs> three eighths KM three Kern Mantle Rope. It's that's a really nice rope too and has a 5,020 5, pound payload so that's a nice option compared to the 11 millimeter ropes that come standard with like the tethered saddles moving on <clears throat> I'm running the Genesis 3D bow hanger and tether assist hook these are these are from like I said Genesis 3D and this kind of just goes hand in hand with my minimalist style the bow hanger attaches right it's fixed right to the tether so you take the stopper knot off the tether run that through your bow hanger there's just a little loop on the end run it through there and then i run that tether assist hook on there as well so i have two different hanging points on my tether so i'll, I'll hang my quiver on one side maybe i'll hang my pack from it and i'll hang my bow on the other side now i guess there are some things to note with doing that system when the weight is put on that tether it's holding everything in place if you go to adjust your bridge length or adjust your tether and you take the weight off everything's just going to fall so the guys at genesis 3d printing kind of they offer this bundy easy system and it's just like a piece of elastic 
has a little ball on the end, and you can cinch the tether down so the tension isn't taken off of it when you let your weight off of the tether. So it holds everything in place. So it's a really nice system. There is a video demonstration of that on the Exodus YouTube channel, and I'll link that in the description of this podcast. But moving through my system, like I said, I'm running the Doyle's gear hoist. Now, this isn't the most minimal design. It's kind of big and it's kind of bulky, but it goes back to the efficiency. I am Paracord's biggest critic. I hate it. There is uses for it, but it gets in a tangled mess when you're using it as a bow rope, and I know there's a way that you can figure eight paracord around your hand, and you can make it really nice so it just coils out, but I'm j- it's not efficient. I'm not doing that. I'm, when, I want, when I get up in my tree, I want that retractable hoist to just come back up in my pack, and I don't have to touch it. It's always there. I tie my bow to it. It comes up with me. I let it down. And that's it. I don't have to coil anything up. I don't have to tie anything in any specific way. And I don't have to mess with knots. So those are all the things that are either in my saddle or attached to me. Now, the pack that I'm using is the Sitka Tool tool Belt. And uh, it's fanny pack style pack. I've always been a fanny pack guy. I've been wearing fanny packs since before they were cool. And the Sitka fanny pack tool belt as they call it is the reason why I can run the system the way I run it it is in my opinion the best pack for a saddle hunter and the reason for it is because of how you can pack your sticks in on the bottom of it it has two accessory straps on the bottom and you can just slip your sticks on the bottom of that and you can cinch those right to the bottom of the pack and you can just wear it right in you get to the base of your tree, you undo those clips. You don't have to take the pack off. You undo those clips. You have your sticks in your hand. And then for me, I'm running the B sticks. I have paracord loops on each B stick. And then I have two S beaners on the side of my saddle. And I'll, uh, I'll put one B stick on each carabiner. I'll hang one stick on the tree. And then I'll just have one more stick that I have to hang. So... Those come up with me in one shot. I don't have to come back down the tree. And just recently, I started using a Night Eyes gear tie to stack my sticks. One thing I didn't like absolutely love about the B sticks was the way that they pack and having to use that uh, piece of all thread, that rod that would kind of hold those sticks together. One, it was kind of loud. I know you, you could put some, what is it? 937 pause. I know there's ways to silence that down, but it wasn't something I wanted to mess with. And what I did was I took the long night eyes gear tie. I put one stick down, tie, like wrapped it, looped it, put another stick, looped that one, put another stick, looped that one. And then I had my top stick and each one is individually looped. So when I'm climbing up the tree, I can leave that whole stack on one of my sides unloop one of them and only one stick comes apart. The other three or two or however many you're running are still stacked together nice, neat, and quietly. So it allows you to access one stick at a time, which is really nice. It's a really nice system. And I do believe that I plan on putting some type of video demonstration out on that as well. So 
I guess that leads into the sticks I'm running. I'm running the Beast Stick Minis. These are an absolute dynamite climbing stick. I mean, I've run a handful of climbing sticks from XOP, Lone Wolf Custom Gear, Hawk, Lone Wolf Originals, and now the Beast Sticks. And I do have a little bit of experience with the Shakars, and the Beast Sticks, the best one, man. I just. The climbability, the the weight, it just yeah, it's it's the best stick I found. I have those equipped with an eight millimeter static rope mod. It's light, it's easy. They're eight foot, so you can get around some bigger trees. You're not limited to the length of the strap that comes with it. There's no buckles, there's no metal, there's no noise. So you kind of just wrap that around the speed button, and uh, the way you cinch it kind of acts like a Chinese finger trap. It's rock solid. It's really light. And I think moving forward, I'm probably always going to use that rope mod. It's it's a really great way to attach your sticks to the tree. Now, the platform that I'm going going with this year is the Trophy Line EDP platform. And my platform history is kind of interesting. I my whole idea with saddle hunting was so I didn't have to hang anything else, right? I just wanted to cl- hang my sticks, and I wanted to be hunting. So the first year, I didn't even use a platform. I just used the top of the stick, and I stood on it. And for like an hour sit, you might have been okay. It was, it was doable for an hour sit. Chad was running the Artisan Fabricate stick platform, and it was like a, pla- a stick mod that you can uses a platform and it was nice again for two hour sits but where that fell short was if you had to put any side pressure on it the stick would just kick out so it didn't really give you the advantage to saddle hunting with being able to shoot 360 degrees and with a platform yes you can shoot any shot out of a saddle so if you have the right platform set up <coughs> it is doable so last year I ran the Trophy Line Mission, and it was a rock-solid platform. I just found that it was a little bit too big. It weighed, I think, I want to say 6 pounds. Yeah, it says weighs 5.4 pounds, but I'm sure that's without the strap. So it weighs around 6 pounds. Uh, just big. It's bulky. I mean, it's made in the USA. It's super strong. Uh, it's a great platform for, like, an all-day sit. It's it's big. There's a lot of boot room. You can move around it, put any side pressure on it you want, and you can make any shot out of the tree that you can make with like a ring of steps or anything. You can get all the way around the tree because the platform is larger. It just seemed like a little bit a little bit of overkill. And even people uh, running it, they asked Trophy Line for something a little bit smaller, and Trophy Line answered. And this, this year I'm running the EDP which weighs three pounds and 13 ounces. It's a lot lighter. It's a lot smaller, maybe a little bit too small. (laughs) Maybe they cut off a little bit too much from the mission. But for me, it's a lot easier. It's a lot more minimalist and hanging. It's a breeze and it's still extremely rock solid. And I can still execute any shot that I need to by performing by the platform performing as it should and taking side pressure really, really well. So you can 
step on any of the sides and it's not going to budge. So yeah, I'm going with that platform this year. I did kill my North Dakota buck out of it and I hunted with it in Wisconsin a bit and then I just had a, a hunt last evening out of it and it's it's performing really, really well. I love the design of the trophy line platforms. They're a little bit bulky. They're a little bit beefier than maybe they need to be, but it gives you a sense of confidence. You know that it's not going to go anywhere. If you're one of those guys that you're listening to this and maybe you're thinking about getting into saddle hunting and you were in that same boat where you're like, well, I don't, if I'm going to hang a platform, I might as well just hang a tree stand. If you're more comfortable out of a tree stand, go that route. But if you haven't used a saddle platform yet and you're just running sticks or a stick mod, please do yourself a favor and run some type of platform. 2021 was like the year of the saddle platform. Cruiser released the Seeker, which is an awesome design. Uh, Trophy Line added the EDP to their line. XOP released the Edge, which is an awesome design as well. I do think Lone Wolf Custom Gear is coming out with another one. And <clears throat> Predator, the Predator is proven from Tethered. So there's plenty, plenty, plenty of options for you. The XOP, I think, is maybe the most budget-friendly out of the ones that aren't. It's not Hawk. Uh, Wild Edge has some. I mean, there's tons of saddle platforms available. Pick one up and practice with it, and you'll be... You'll be impressed, I imagine. That's kind of my system. Now, with that Sitka tool belt, it has like a hamper style pack on it, and it has shoulder straps, and I'm just um, attaching my platform to that hamper. If I'm taking any extra layers, I'll put it in there, but for the early season, I'm just uh, attaching it to that with the buckles that are on that Sitka pack. And I can reach behind my head and unbuckle that top one while it's still on my back. So I don't have to take anything off. And when I get up in the stand, I can I can either keep wearing the fanny pack or I can loop it around the tree because it's a, it's a waist pa- it's a waist pack, you know. And if the tree is small enough, you can just strap it right down to the tree. I love that pack, man. I love the I love the whole system. It's so efficient. I'm not like I'm not the best at hanging the sticks and the platform and if I had to go up and down each time I'm telling you guys I just wouldn't do it I, I would just keep hunting off the ground and this system allows me to get the benefits of being in the air just as quick I think it's probably taken me about six minutes I want to say to get from ground height to hunting height and that's not just like breezing through this as fast as I could. I'm trying to be as quiet as possible. I will say that I'm not hunting at extreme heights. I'm using four B sticks, four minis, and I haven't hung the fourth stick this year. I'm just, the foliage is really full right now, so I'm not needing to get above anything. I'm just sticking right to the foliage, right to the cover, and I'm only hunting at about 12 to 15 feet, I'd say. With the four minis and an eighter on the bottom, I'd say I'd get to 18 pretty comfortably. So give those a check as well. That about wraps up my saddle system. 
And that will wrap up episode number one of the Deer Gear podcast. I'm excited to go down this journey with you, and I plan on talking to some of the best of the best as far as deer hunters go. And I'm going to pick their brains on their system. Mobile hunting is key to a lot of these guys' success, so I want to talk about how they're doing that efficiently. And hopefully I'll learn some things along the way. And hopefully you guys too. If you find any value in this podcast or it's something you think you're going to learn something from or get some value from, please consider telling someone about it. Share it with a friend and leave me a review. This will air on Fridays. So hopefully this will make your Friday even better for now. Good luck this weekend. The weather's looking pretty warm, but if you're out there chasing them, good luck. And if you kill anything, let us know about it. Peace.